Hey guys, just as an update before we start this episode, that my microphone at some parts might sound a little quiet and Nate sounds loud. Nate did most of the talking throughout this episode, but I might sound a little quiet here and there. Just know that going forward that will be addressed. Uh, I had a setting in my recording program that I needed to adjust, but I think it sounds okay for the most part. But in case anyone was wondering why it's quiet, yes, that will be addressed in the future, and yes, I know what the problem was. So thank you so much for listening to the premiere episode of Generation Zen. We have a great episode for you today. Nate was awesome. He's a great guy, and he has a lot of cool stories to share with you. So I hope you enjoyed this extra long episode of the premiere version of Generation Zen, and I'll see you guys soon. the generation zen podcast the very first episode of the show and i am so excited to have my good buddy that i've known for a number of years now nathan moser what's going on hey nathan? everybody hey it's uh, you know I'm, I'm doing pretty well how are you doing i'm doing pretty good man it's uh saturday it's always a good day when when it's a saturday um Oh yeah, Saturdays, man. Yeah, Saturday. That's, Saturdays. That's where it's at. Yep. Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, no. What what was that episode of um Dexter's Lab? Like Saturdays are like for dads of cars or something like that. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't I don't I don't know if I remember I I loved that show as a kid, but Dude, I, I don't remember that. There was like a meme I just, online I just... that uh I saw and it's like an account on Twitter and every Saturday they post that clip. Ah yes. Saturdays are made for dads and dad's car. Whenever I think of Dexter's lab laboratory, I think of, of Mandar. I think his name is Mandar. Oh yeah. Where man. he would always go, ha 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 ha, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a good show, man. It was a, oh, it was so great. Amazing. That was Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Like I was in the Cartoon Network before Nickelodeon, but um, but both both stations. You know, it's a shame because I, I feel like they're not really, you know, as popular as they once were. You know, and, and you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough too. But the, the shows back then were so classic. Well, that's the thing is like the shows now, like they've gone so downhill. I mean, like I don't even know what's airing now because they went from the original Teen Titans, which was one of the best. Uh, superhero cartoons ever made and then they went right. from that to teen titans go like what like it, it, i don't understand the whole mindset of kids these days can't handle like quote-unquote mature content because i don't know i watched teen titans back when i was like eight or nine and i think i turned out pretty good and obviously you turned out pretty good which is what we're going to be talking about today yeah you know and that was and that was the thing too is there were a lot of shows like you see, like they're trying to bring back the older generation too, because I, I mean, you know, like the Powerpuff Girls, for example, they brought back that show again. Like they, and that's just one example off the top of my head. There, there were other examples too of shows that I think Invader Zim didn't they bring that back? It's yes. on like Netflix or something. They did, and they brought you know, it back uh, as a movie. Yeah, they're bringing shows back. I think there was talk that they might bring Hey Arnold back. You know, they're bringing all these shows back that. 
like our generation would watch when we were younger. And it's almost like they feel like they have to go back to older ideas. That kind of sucks. You know, it sucks that they can't, you know, there's nothing that can attract the new generation. Um, I guess what is it? Generation Z now would be. Yeah. Generation Z slash millennial generation. But what, like I, why are we running out of ideas for creative content? Like, I feel like now we're just rehashing things or doing nostalgia. Like what, why can't we come up with something new? We came up with stuff new back in like 2000 through 2007 and it was all excellent. And now it's just like, here's a reboot of, you know, Kim Possible movie that's in live action. You know, here's yeah. a Hey Arnold movie, you know, all these years later. It's like, guys, why don't we come up with a real, you know, new original story and maybe see if that works? Because whatever they're, they're doing also- right now is not working. And I think they're also not, you know, not just sticking with cartoons either. Like, I think they're bringing like Drake and Josh back. No you know, way. Like I, I, are they really? I think, they, I think they. I saw. I think I saw that they were talking about it. Wow! Uh, Don't but even ruin a classic. Why ruin a classic? Oh, I mean, oh, I loved that show as a kid so much. I was so sad when it was over with, you know. Oh, but then too. Miranda Cosgrove. Miranda Cosgrove had to go do iCarly and stuff. Yeah, well, you know? she wanted I mean, her own was... show. Yeah, she wanted her own show yeah. really badly. Uh, which you is never, part of you it. never hear about her anymore either. Like no. she just kind of disappeared. You know? No, I, I mean Drake Bell. Um, I remember, uh, back in school when, um, you know, like, like, uh, if you remember like Anthony Russo, Chris Blotto and those guys, they saw Drake Bell, uh, live in concert. And it was like the most depressing thing they said, because the guy is just like, you know, he hasn't found a gig in like so many years and he's just, I heard he's like kind of broke now. Yeah. It's really sad because he did not manage his money well, which sucks, but um, yeah, you know, he was from the coolest Randall. guy. I Dude, think he was he the was coolest awesome. guy, like in Drake and Josh. He was, and then apparently he was really cool, even when they saw him in concert. Like he was, he was, you know, they were taking pictures of everyone. He was, a, he was a really nice guy. Uh, they got, a, they actually got an interview with him, which was really cool. So, yeah, it's just a shame, man. What's, what's yeah, well, going then, on you know, and and he's him. just one example of a lot of a lot of guys in Hollywood where you know you're on top one moment. But it's such a cutthroat business, you know, that, you know, you're you're on top one moment and then the next moment you're you're at the bottom, you know, and you that's why you got to you got to be able to manage your assets and stuff like that, because who knows how tough it's going to be for you to get that next gig. You know, I mean, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at like even in obviously the professional sports market as well, like Allen Iverson, that guy had to have his Reebok contract where he could cash out until he's like 50 or something like that because yeah. uh he was just so bad with his money that reebok was able to like cut him a deal and say all right we're gonna set up x amount of money because you spent it all um and you can't even touch it until you're 50 so it's it's just a shame and and you know what's going on with with drake bell and and yeah. I, what happened to josh too isn't he like he got thinner he got way thinner Yo, yeah, he lost a lot of weight, and you know, I was super happy for him that you know he was able to do that. He was on a show that I never watched. I forgot what station it was on. It might have been Fox, but he was on a show. Wasn't he on a show with uh, John Stamos? Oh, I have no idea. Was like, he they, really? Like they, they. This was a few years ago. I think it only lasted like one or two seasons, and then they, that show like got canceled. You know, it's just like, you know, it, wow. but. Um, you know, yeah, it's just it's crazy how they could be so popular and then they just 
they just don't get you just don't hear about them anymore i know man it's really sad it's really sad and, and uh, one more point i wanted to make you know stick it because you mentioned the professional sports aspect of it that's why you see so many players cashing in when they do yep. when they're in their prime you know and they you have these hundred million dollar contracts you know to some of these like franchise defining players you know in football or hockey or basketball you know that's why you have these massive contracts because who knows what what the you know what the future is going to end up holding oh yeah one moment you're on top of the world the next moment you know who knows you might have to retire early i mean there's there's you know all that cte stuff that's going on in football and some players want to retire early because of their injuries you know and they want to make sure that they have a a healthy future for themselves and their families so they got to cash in and that way their families not only themselves but their families are set for life because who knows what the future could hold? You got to make sure you have that financial stability. Exactly, man. And and not everyone, even in football, even even with all this money, uh, can really make it last for a long time. Because yeah, you have these millions of dollars, but you are only playing. What's the average uh, play time in the NFL? Isn't it only like three years, four years? It's really low. Especially. Yeah, it's really low. I was super surprised at that too. It's really low. So and guys getting cut all the time and non guaranteed money. So yeah, so it's just it's it's really crazy. But anyway, uh that was a good little sidetrack introduction. So we are here huh. with my good friend Nate, who we have a lot of great college stories that we're gonna get into later. But Nate just got his first full time job at a school and now he lives in Washington DC and this is one of the probably at most craziest moving stories I've ever heard in my life and I would never be able to do this uh so I have no idea how you were able to so why don't you start from the beginning um when you found out the news that you got this job and it was time to start in two weeks from your hometown yeah. So, so first of all, Justin, thank you for having me on the podcast. I, it's an honor to be, to be your first host here or your first guest here on the podcast. Absolutely, dude. No, and, it's a pleasure, man. Seriously. And, um, so I, I guess we'll, we'll, uh, we'll rewind back to, honestly, it was the, it was the day before Thanksgiving that I found out the news that I was getting this gig. I was, auditing this class over at my local community college and I was taking out camera equipment there. That was the main reason I was doing this. I was taking out camera equipment and I was going to like the local high schools cause I wanted to update my reel a little bit cause it had been about a year and a half since we, since I had graduated from Oswego. And so I wanted to update things. I wanted to have some game highlights and stuff in there. So I was going to like local like high schools and I was going, what, what is it? What was it? The crow's nest? What do you call it? We had it in Oswego where you would go up and you, like they would do the announcing there. Like oh, the actual box? announcing. Yeah. Well, it'd be the, I'm talking about like for like, and the Oswego fields. Oh, I thought we called it the press box. I could be wrong. I thought it was the uh, sky box might be the name sky of it. Sky box, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah Pre- but you, press box. I, I think, press box. That's it. You might. Yeah. You might know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Where press you go box. on the roof. You would go on the roof. Yep. And you could get the, uh, you could get like, so I would go on the roof there. I was able to talk to a few people and, you know, I, I would take out the tripod and the camera and everything. And I would just, I would just record like like a half of a football game at a local high school and then I would go back the next class and I would just edit the you know a touchdown 
if there was a sack fumble or something, you know, whatever the case may be, I would just, you know, I would find the important plays and I would just try to put a little highlight package together just to kind of show, you know, potential employers what I could do. So anyway, I getting off of that tangent, I was in my local community college and it was, it was actually, it was actually a day off. Uh, the guy canceled class for Thanksgiving. We were supposed to have class. So no one was really there. So I'm just like, ah, whatever, you know, like I had gotten a coffee or whatever. And I was just kind of chilling in the room. Uh, one of my classmates wanted to help him with, uh, like a project he was working on, uh, for outside of class. But anyway, my phone rings and I see that it says Virginia, it's a Virginia number. And I'm immediately thinking that this is, this is this job prospect. This is the station. And I had talked to my now boss. He had interviewed me. We had done a Skype interview in the previous like month. We had kind of, this all had kind of unfolded. And finally, like, you know, like it, it seemed really promising, but he's like, Oh, I got to interview. I think one more candidate and, and I'll get back to you. So I get, I get the call and I'm not able to take it like right away. So I, so what I end up doing is like, it was funny because I'm thinking it's got to be them. So I literally, after I was done helping my friend in my class out, I dropped everything I was doing and I went home because, you know, class was canceled anyway. So I went home and I sure enough, like I got home, I listened to, they gave me a voicemail and she said, oh, we're sending you an email or whatever. And pretty much I got the job offer and I went on my email and there was the official job offer. So I accepted it and everything. And so this was the day before Thanksgiving. Wow. So, so thanks. accepted so, it the day before Thanksgiving, knowing yes. that you'd be moving into another state. So yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and and I I told pretty much nobody right that first day. I told my parents obviously, and they were thrilled for me. And then I I told my extended family when they came over the next day on Thanksgiving. So it was a little it was a little Thanksgiving surprise, you know, to let you know let my family know what was going on. And, you know, they were all happy for me. But yeah, getting into the the two weeks because they kind of they kind of needed somebody right away at, at the station that I was in. For those who don't know, I got accepted as a uh, production assistant, uh, news production assistant at this uh, station here in Virginia. And uh, w what ended up happening was I was able to delay things a little bit because they wanted me there like a week after Black Friday. And, yeah, like that was going to happen. <laughs> and and it yeah. was like that just would have been really hard to do. Like I look, I mean, I would have had no problems whatsoever doing that. It just it was just super super tight with, you know, the holidays were right around there. We just had Thanksgiving. You know, I just found out, you know, it's like you you find out a little over a week, you know, I I did need a little bit more time. If if I would have been able to pull it off, no question, I would have done it. Right, but, but I still I, think even I, pulling it I, off in two weeks is insane, and you're gonna get more into detail soon. But I, I even yeah. think that's really, really crazy. I respect that <laughs> they need. I respected story. I respected the request that they needed me right away. Uh, but you know, I was able to talk to my boss and in uh, HR, and I was like, "Hey, is it cool if we delay things a little bit?" So that's when. The plan was that two weeks, exactly two weeks after I accepted the job, which was, I believe, December 11th, that would be my first day. So as you alluded to earlier, this is the two-week story that, <laughs> of how I was able to go from 
oh, yeah, I'm accepting the job to walking in the first day and, and meeting people and getting ready to, to start my career path in the business. So do you want me to hop right in? Well, yeah, because well, we, I, there's still other stuff in the store you, 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 you told me that you have to let everyone else know. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to yeah, 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 because you moved um, – in case you said it or didn't, uh, I forgot, but you're from Buffalo, New York, which if you guys don't yeah. know where Buffalo, New York is, that is not New York City. That is all the way up there, <laughs> like uh, it's, near it's Niagara Falls side. where it drops down from Canada, right? Like in that region. Yeah, the my house, which is, I guess, technically more t closer to Niagara Falls, New York, but we all just, we just do everything in Buffalo. Um, and we just say we're from Buffalo, but I guess we are technically closer. The border is not that far away from my house. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're moving all the way there to Virginia. To put things in perspective, I think Toronto might be like a, like about an hour and a half drive away from where I live. Yeah, you live closer to Toronto than you do to New York City, even though you're you take New York. the the Queen Elizabeth Way, or as we call it in Buffalo and Toronto, the QEW, but. Uh, that highway through there and yeah but uh yeah so i mean the total drive from buffalo to arlington you know arlington virginia dc area it was about a little over it was about seven to eight hours holy mac drive wise but here's the thing taking a plane you could take a plane from dc from from reagan airport to the buffalo niagara airport and you could not every flight's like this but there's direct flights that they have and it takes about an hour maybe a little over an hour hour right. and a half at the most which makes sense too because when i had to go to boston recently um i i flew and it, it you know that only took two hours as opposed to a six seven hour drive but i mean still a one hour flight from upstate new york to virginia in an hour is fantastic yeah yeah i really you know the but that was, you know, the, that that was the big road trip when we took the when we ended up taking everything down. But I can get to that, you know, in a, in a second. But yeah, yeah. And but that's it's nice to have the direct hour flights because you can go see family. Um, I already have done that once since I've moved down here. Yeah, you're I've home gone just for last a week. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and it and it was really cool too. It was really cool to catch up with everybody. I can't, you know, I kind of felt. I told multiple people I kind of felt like a band on a reunion tour. You know, I'm going around to different places that I used to be at, and they're like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" You know, I'd see old friends. I saw family, and it was it was exhausting too. Though I'm excited because I I did the weekend because I didn't I don't have vacation time yet. With oh, my really? job, oh, wow. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start getting it in another like week or two because it, it, it's something that you don't have. You don't have access to vacation time until you're three months into the into the job. Oh wow! Okay. So we're getting to that point, and then I'll be able to start taking uh, days off. Which, so but yeah, but I mean, I got up at like four in the morning to take. You know, I got cleaned up. I called a cab. The cab took me to Reagan. Um, I, I basically waited there for like an hour and a half. You know, I wanted to make sure I got there early enough, took the plane over to, uh, over to, uh, you know, I took the plane from Reagan to Buffalo and then, you know, I got home, made a quick breakfast with my parents. And then I started going around and seeing people by the time I went to bed. I mean, I left my friend's house that night, probably at like one thirty in the morning. Wow, so I was yeah. almost up for 24 hours. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. 
That is really crazy. Uh, but go go more into detail on what it was like to find a place to live. I mean, I can't believe you found a place to live in record time. And you show me it. it's really nice. It's really nice. But uh, living on an air mattress, though, dude, I don't know if I could do that for as long as you have. But I want you to, I want you to get that into more detail. Yeah, so um, one thing I'll do is I'll tell you about is just I'll, I'll try to do the Spark Notes version of uh, just the two weeks getting down there. Um, in the two week span of me finding out that I got the job, me going down to to officially start my day, I I had to a I had I had an older car. I had a, a 2010 Pontiac Vibe. And it was, it's been, it was having issues at the time. There were issues with the tires and everything. The air conditioner was kind of broken. So it, 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 I was looking for a new car anyway. Well, when I got the new job, you know, I figured it's time, you know, I don't need to be driving a 10 year old car with issues, you know, around a new area. You know, it's just, that's just, that's just ingredients for a disaster. So my dad and I, we ended up going to a local car dealership and ended up buying a, uh, well, leasing a 2020 Hyundai Elantra. And I love this car. I love this car so much. It's, it's heated seats. It's, it's a really smooth drive. Everything about it. I can, I can play, you know, and you know, I can play, you know, I can hook up Bluetooth with my, uh, my phone and everything, but it's cool. So, but in that two week span, I bought a new car. I was able to, my, my parents and I helped, my parents helped me set up apartment. Like we, we went around different areas. I was in contact with my employers about potential like spots where to live different places in Virginia or Maryland. If I wanted to go to Maryland or in, even in DC, although DC is expensive to live in there. So that was, I was kind of told not to get in that area. Right. But basically I, I was able to, I think we ended up doing, I think the Tuesday, that day before my first day, I think we were, we did like four, four apartment uh, visits yeah. to see, to see where. And so, but we did that that week, like the week before, cause that week, you know, that I found out, I mean, it was, you know, th- there was a week in between me finding out me starting, you know, me having to go down. So I got a new car. I, set up appointments to look for apartments like four at least i think there might have been a couple others that we had to cancel just cuz i ended up finding my apartment the first day but if we set up like four to like six different apartment search places to to find it to take a tour and stuff and we also i had I had to pack all my stuff had to pack all my clothes had to pack the basic essentials you know i i have to take you know i got you know tylenol if i have a headache you know you know toothbrush <laughs> yeah you know the brush, the yeah, uh right. toil the toiletries you know and i mean it was really bringing more things that were like important to me like the playstation and stuff like that those were more for like after i've been down here that was for like the the luxury move when my parents would come visit me the first time, but it was really pack your essentials and go down there just to, you know, what you need to, to survive. And so, and, and just buy different things. We bought a ton of different things. Uh, one you alluded to was the air mattress <laughs> and uh, I, we can talk about that specifically, but it just, yeah. And, and I, I want to take this time. I want to give credit to my parents too. Like, like I, awesome, I love them, you know, they're, you know, they, they support me so much and they were, they helped me so much throughout this process of, you know, we had meetings every morning, 
every morning, uh, each day it was, you know, my dad would conduct him and he goes, okay, what do we have to accomplish today? You know, that's there's what's really you know, crazy about, to- about your story too, is because, you know, when I got my job in Jersey, um, I didn't move for like a month and a half, a little bit longer I- than that. So like, I didn't have those meetings. We, we just went when a weekend we were available. I think we made, we made a lot of trips down here to bring some stuff. Cause you know, I, I moved a lot of stuff from my house to here and we bought stuff and things like that. Like we did a lot. Um, and I'm grateful that we did that, but I couldn't imagine having like, you just, you wake up and then you have like a, like almost like a business meeting. Like, all right, everyone, this is what we're going to have to do for the day. And you have to get that stuff done. Like that's, that's wild. And, and that's what, and that's what they were. They crazy. were, they were business, they were business meetings and, yeah. and they'd last about 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. Cause you know, and we'd all, we'd all sit at the family kitchen table, you know, and, and it was just me and my, you know, my, my you know, my, my, we, my dad would like assign us different things. Like my dad, <laughs> one day, my dad and I would go, we would go look at the Elantras, you know, to make sure that that's the car I wanted to go with. And, you know, meanwhile, my mom would be, you know, would be looking up, you know, potential, up, like living places, you know, and if there would be a couple apartments to, to take a look at when we would fr- initially go down there to, you know, settle in, you know, and yeah, it was the, the fact that not only did you, not only did you have to start a new job, not only did you have to find a place to live, but you also got a new car. <laughs> it was like, that's, every, that's the everyone thing. was doing something. Every one of you guys is doing something the, today. There's no wasted time. In the span, that's crazy. In the span of, Two we in the span of two weeks, I found out I got this job. We celebrated Thanksgiving, <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and then and then after that, I got myself a new car. I got myself an apartment, and I moved down from you know, like I said, it's like a seven eight hour drive. And you know, that first week I was living in living at you know in the hotel with my parents and stuff, and you know, eventually that that the day before I started my job, I think this might, the apartment that I'm currently living in now, which is where, which is where I currently am as we, as we're talking, I think it was like the, the second apartment out of four for that day. So we spent all day apartment searching, looking at the different rooms. And that's the thing too, you know, because I'm looking, you know, and I'm trying to get a, get a grasp of like, Oh, well, I'm trying to imagine these rooms furnished. Because that's the thing. When you look at an apartment and there's like nothing in it, you're just like, oh, like, you, you know, you get this this feeling like, oh, this doesn't really feel that homey to me, you know, and you have to kind of picture in your head like, oh, well, this is where this couch would go. This is where this is where the bedroom is. This is what, right. what the kitchen would look like with stuff in it. Because when you're like apartment hunting and you're looking around in like an empty apartment, like it just doesn't have that homey feel to it. Like you got to you got to make it a home. And that was something that I had to try to fight because I would like see apartments and it's like, ah, oh, well, this isn't furnished. And yeah, I had to do the you know, same this, thing. There's a the colder thing, aspect yeah. to it, you know, when you when there's no furniture. And honestly, and this is probably this is probably a marketing technique that the, that they do. But I, the second apartment out of the four, was the only one they where they showed me a furnished apartment. Wow. They showed me gotcha. just a, an apartment. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, that's a great. <laughs> that is a great technique is to because it makes you feel like you're at home. I mean, obviously it's not mine, but it 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 makes you feel like okay, you know, like this I feel at peace here with a coffee table and you know, they they had like they had like a, like I think coffee cups and plates 
on the, on the actual kitchen table. And it's like, you can picture yourself there and you can picture yourself going through your days living there. And I think that's probably what sold me. And it, the one they showed me actually was a two bedroom apartment. The one that I have is one bedroom, but it, it was still, I mean, they said the difference was just one bedroom, but yeah, it was, I, I was sold and I, 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 no doubt that was definitely, in my opinion, probably a technique that they use to probably help get people to, to, you know, rent out apartments, but yeah, they won me over and, yeah, and I, and I love, and I love my apartment. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Cause I really like mine too. Cause it's important because you're here so much. And for me, like, I like my area a lot because I'm in a very, like, I'm basically on a residential street, but like, there's a very small uh, kind of, I guess you call it complex, whatever, but there's only like 42 people or something in my building. So it's, you know, nice and, uh, you know, nice and small, but yeah, you got to make sure you like the, the place you like, because if you don't, and you come home to like a complete pile of crap, I mean, there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like where, where you are too. And, and it helps too, that, um, that I was able to get, first of all, a, I got a sofa chase, and I, I, I love this thing. I really do. It, it's a great couch. That, that was, that was the one thing when my family was bringing things, like they brought a few lamps in, they brought picture, you know, family pictures that they put on different tables when they were bringing different things, they were asking me too, like, Oh, you, you know, they, my mom sent me a ton of different furniture from value city. And she goes, what do you, what do you like? And this sofa chase popped it popped out to me and i'm just picturing myself on the the lay down part of that sofa chase just watching television you know maybe i got a bag of snacks in my lap you know <laughs> i got i got a i got i got one of my sparkling ice drinks got them on the uh on the coffee table along with a coaster you know you're all set you're living in heaven yeah, you, know? you, you, gotta <laughs> picture, you gotta picture yourself watching you know the Eagles won the Super Bowl again on that couch and being Oh yeah, yeah, now. okay. All right. You, <laughs> you, gotta, you got you gotta, yours. that Nick Foles, you know, fake out play. <laughs> they are they building his statue yet? <laughs> Dude, I, they should, man. They should. Yeah, I mean, that was a great story. Oh my god. I mean, you that. remember what Dude, you remember how hype I was when we won that Super Bowl? Remember, remember when we uh <laughs> we're going on a little sidetrack though cuz I do have it in, in our show notes. Do you remember when um, it was the first day we were um, we had to go back to school, and it was the um, you know the conference championship game, and when we beat the Vikings and we absolutely destroyed them, and we I was so yeah. hyped that like I th I think we got like a noise complaint, but I remember someone complaining and being like. Like it's the first day. Like who's who? You know, remember, you remember <laughs> what that? What studying with, do you we have to do? Yeah, we were with. Nah, Fernandes. that's well, and that's it, not true because there's always professors that assign stuff. But you know, yeah, I get yeah, what you. Yeah, it was like yeah, it's yeah. the first day. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, it was crazy. Um, we're, I'm trying to remember. Were the Eagles the underdogs in that? No, we were favorites to win that. But not by that much, though. I thought it was going to be much closer because they the Vikings scored in the first five within the first five minutes of the game. And then we just shut them down afterwards, and they never the, scored again. And we yeah, won, the we Vikings won by, were on fire. That was because that, yeah. that was the same year as the what was it, the uh, Minneapolis Miracle? That was that was the same year that um, you know Stefan Diggs went for the touchdown. Yeah, I just remember that. That was crazy. That was one of the, the craziest Saints. plays. One of the, the best Viking, plays I've ever Vikings seen. Saints put on like the best show, best playoff games. I oh, swear. Yeah. No, they do, man. They really do. 
um, so, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, trying to throw in a little Eagles love in there. Um, but yeah, man, you got to picture yourself watching these games on that couch. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, you know, I've been watching a little XFL on there. I don't know if you've watched any of that. I have but... not. I have no interest in it, to be honest with you. Because the, hey, the, the league is going to fold very soon, I have a feel like. I'm, I'm hoping not. Look, I mean, there there's a lot of – there's a lot. I mean, it's hard to, to argue with that considering you look at the uh, American Alliance of Football last year and that didn't even make it through a full season. Yeah, nothing's competing. Nothing can compete against the NFL. But they're not trying to – they're not trying to compete. Like Vince McMahon – uh, who's running this? He also runs uh, WWE. He, his, his goal of doing this is so. I mean, they started the week after the Super Bowl. Their goal was let's keep football going a little bit longer. Just because the Super Bowl's over doesn't mean that football has to end right. for the you know no, the diehard football fans. And like I, I, I actually chose a team because DC has a team here. And so they had their, they have the DC defenders. So I, I watched, I watched the, you know, I watched week one. I watched a little bit of week two, week three, they got destroyed and I kind of shut it off because <laughs> it was so lopsided, but, but they, they've been, they've been fun to watch. I, and they have certain elements that the NFL might, who knows, maybe one day we'll want to adopt. Like there's just some interesting aspects, ways that they make their league unique. And I think that's kind of cool, and it, it's it'll be interesting to see if the NFL kind of looks and says, "Well, hey, that's actually kind of a cool thing. Maybe we should consider that." Like yeah, when they review we'll when they review a play, you, the the conversation between the official and the person actually reviewing the play, you hear the entire thing. Oh, do you, you really? Can, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they have a camera. Wow. They have a camera in there, and they'll show the guy watching the clip on the TV. Wow. And he'll be like, okay, yeah, I can see from my advantage point that this guy, you know, that this isn't a touchdown. His his foot was down before, you know, whatever the call, whatever play they're trying to determine, you can hear that entire thing. And wow. another that's thing awesome. that they have too, another thing that they have too that's kind of cool is their kickoffs are different. And it's one of those things where they'll they'll kick the ball off to the other team. And both teams will line up, you know, next to each other, but no one moves when they kick the ball off. They don't kick the ball off or no, they don't move to try and get the guy until after he catches the ball in his hands. And then everyone moves. The defenders try to defend the other guys, try to tackle the guy. They wait until the ball is in the guy's hands and he starts running back. Dang. That's, that's crazy. They also, they're trying to get rid of, they're trying to, they don't, there's no extra points either. You can, I mean, there's no, you don't kick for them. You start from, it's kind of like a two point conversion in the NFL. There's a one, there's like, I, I don't remember the yard lines, but there's a lot, a yard line that you can start and go and try to go in for one point. There's a further line away from the end zone where you can go for two points. And the farthest you can go back, I think you can get three points. So it, it's so there's it's no like kickers. More, no kickers. It, there's there's kickers for like field goals, but when it comes to extra points, they don't they don't kick for those. Wow. You you try. It's basically an extra point, but where you start on the yard line in, in comparison to the end zone, that decides how many points you get, and you can get up to three. So there's three different places where you can go. You can go for one, two, or three. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to yeah. check out a game because I've I've 
to be honest with you, I've only seen this stuff on social media. Like when that one guy got like, didn't he get like punched or something like that? Like he got like, um, like hit bad. It was like the first, the first like five minutes of one of the games. Like also, right interview people like after like a major play, and like 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 after every major play, there'll be like some guy on the sideline being like, "Oh, why did that happen?" or something, you know. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and and JJ Watt like tweeted, he's like, he's like, "Oh, he goes, I could, I could, you know." you know, I could never, you know, basically implying like that, like that's hard to watch, you know, and then I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting for, cause you know, I think there was like a scuffle and I'm thinking like, Oh, you know, I'm waiting for like someone to drop an F bomb or something on there. Yeah. And sure enough, sure enough. <laughs> and the first game they dropped an F bomb and the guy, the guy missed his cue to, to, to bleep it out. And so the, the, the word went through on TV. Oh my God. And it's just like, oh my god! And then I'm seeing Twitter reaction. Everybody's like, "This guy dropped an f bomb. This is awesome." Yeah, it's such a <laughs> this. This is a, it's going to be done in a couple of years, man. There's no yeah. way it's going to survive. But it's, it's, we'll enjoy it's while you can. We'll enjoy it while we can. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, we we went off on a huge tangent there. Nah, yeah, uh, dude, it's all good. Hey, you know what? It's all good. So um, yeah, so your sofa. So, <laughs> so you're watching XF, XF, XFL football on that sofa that you took home do you finally have a bed i do he's I got do. a bed finally <laughs> dude you didn't tell me so, you got a bed holy crap last time i last I, time you told me you were still on that freaking air mattress oh yeah so so to provide some context one of the one of the items that i got during that two week in between was um was buying an air mattress and my aunt actually <laughs> had my an air mattress my my well my well when when my grandpa was uh he was kind of declining he was his health was kind of declining my aunt would really take care of him oh, so yeah. she she um she got this air mattress so she could like sleep there at the same place as Absolutely, him because he was yeah. in, he was in assisted living and so and so she she loved that like she 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 got so used to the air mattress that like she you know after he you know he had passed away, um, she she brought the air mattress air mattress back to her house and she actually was still sleeping on it but wow um, and then one of her cats popped it <laughs> but, <laughs> but um but yeah but she told but she had told uh, she had told me about oh you know like this air mattress was really comfortable you, you know you could sleep on this until you get an actual bed. And so that's what I did. I, I think I, I think there was a total, I think the first six weeks that I was here, I slept on an air mattress and honestly it, it was comfortable. It, it really was. And you know, you, you gotta make sure, cause you have to find the, cause you gotta, you gotta blow it up, you know? Yeah. And you gotta make sure that you find that perfect comfort level and but I I swear I I could feel like there was air probably slowly moving out of it because then the next like like a week after I would get into it like then it would feel like okay well this feels like some air has been let out of it you know so there was some there was some downsides to it you know it was you know you you know it was it was an air mattress you know right. you just you're just using this to get by until yeah. you, the actual bed comes but yeah and I gotta tell you man this bed that I have is unbelievably so when comfortable did you, when did you finally get the bed. I got the bed uh, when my parents came up, the, when my family came up the first time, which was back, I think, probably a little over a month ago. So and, you were on the air mattress for over a month? 
like six weeks. Wow. Something like that. Wow, yeah. dude. Oh my God. Holy so mackerel. You, Holy crap. You you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, yeah. you you gotta <laughs> that was wow. I mean I mean look in, in another in an you know, you when I got this job, you're thinking of all different kinds of scenarios. There was a, a scenario that played out in my head where I thought that maybe I would have to live out of the hotel for for a little while. Yeah. You well, know, here's who the knows? thing: the, ho the hotel, like, you know, because when I was in Tokyo for three th three weeks, I was I was in a hotel. They put me in a hotel, and you know, the hotel beds are not bad. Um, you know, as long as you get the right hotel, obviously. Like, like at least you're in a bed. Like, for me. I don't mind sleeping on the air mattress for a couple nights, you know that's fine. But I give you massive props for doing that for like six weeks because that is uh, that is pretty crazy. But you, did you sleep okay? Did you sleep okay? Did you... I, you know, it, it was. I would wake up in the middle of the night. There were days where I would wake up like maybe like three or four times, but throughout the night. But I never thought like, oh, it's because of the air mattress. Like you know, like yeah, okay, that's good. I would wake because I would wake up and then I would just I would just turn over and fall back asleep you know it, right. it it wasn't like a bear or anything you know i'm not tossing and turning 50 times in the night you yeah. know but but this bed i gotta tell i mean this bed is 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 <laughs> it i swear it knocks you out i mean even this week like i would i would get in bed and i would want to like listen to music or maybe watch a couple youtube videos or something and i would boom i would be knocked out is like, it a casper i would no, I'm trying to remember. Okay. I think it might have been Mattress Firm where I okay. got this. Because I have a Casper, and I love my Casper. Oh, it's but this bed, I it, it was it's great, you know. And I was talking with my parents. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, I'm sure that you know I'll go home. I'll get in, you know, when I go home for the first time, I'll get in my bed from back home, and I'll just I'll just pass out, you know, naturally. Sure enough, when I go home that first initial time a, f a couple weeks ago. I lay down on my bed. That's the first thing I did because I was still tired from getting up early and stuff. So I wanted to take like a half an hour and just lay down, just relax, unwind. And so I lay down on my bed and I come to the realization that my bed back home is not as comfortable as the bed up here in the oh, apartment. Oh, yeah. No, like, that's what happened to me because I was – when I was in home, you know, I, um, I used that bed for years and it got so worn out that when I got this, uh, you know, this mattress, the Casper – it was night and day, so then my parents ended up re replacing the mattress at my at, at um, you know the house where I where I was, and um, you know got a new one because you notice the difference, man. You cannot um, cheap out on a mattress; you really can't because oh. that, that um bad mattress can really like screw everything up. It really yeah. can. It screws up your days, uh, your weeks, everything. Because if you're not sleeping, Depen and, and you know, depending on right, what you it, get, it could also mess up your back. Yeah, dude, exactly. I mean, you can get. Um, I mean, I I actually got something because of my old mattress. Like, you get sore, um, like bones, like literally, like on, on your side. Sometimes you get like really achy and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, so definitely do not cheap on a uh, on a uh, on a good mattress. So, I'm glad you're finally and, comfortable, dude. I'm glad and that, you're and that finally was, comfortable. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, and that was the thing too. They when we when I went. Cause that was the thing too, and this was great too. Cause we we went that Saturday that my 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 parents and my aunt came up, and we we literally like we went to the mattress place, and they had like a mattress test. Like there was a medium softness, there was there was soft, and then there was there was like a hard mattress. Hard mattress was immediately out. Oh <laughs> yeah, know, no, you know, I can never do those either. 
And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, I probably want a soft mattress. Sure enough, I didn't want a soft mattress either. The mediums where – and the guy said, that's where most people usually go is with the medium mattress. Right, because yeah, I don't like it too soft, and most people don't, like you said. It's just you know, too soft is not good either because then you sink into the thing, and that's not good. You make impressions in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make, yeah, literally. Like, Those soft yeah, beds marks. probably don't yeah. pass the uh, the wine glass test where you see them on the commercials. They're hopping up and down the one side. The, the yeah. wine's spilling. Definitely not. Yeah, I – yeah. And then it, it was it was great too because the next day they brought the mattress. Like it was it was literally I, – I found the mattress I wanted that Saturday, and by Sunday I, night I was sleeping in that match, in, in that, on that bed. That's awesome, dude. Finally. Finally got the but mattress. They had – great shipping and that was something that they didn't know about they're like ah well we got to see you know and you know it fortunately enough they were able to deliver this the next day the couch that i got that was that was the final thing it was the thing i was like most hyped about i mean i was hyped for the bed too but the couch was like you know the sofa chairs i'm like oh this is the coolest thing you know <laughs> you know we've reached adulting where i think a, a couch bringing in a couch is like the most awesome thing in the apartment oh, yeah. you know but um this couch was supposed to actually come the Saturday before the Super Bowl, and it was delayed a week because they were still no. making them. And I'm just, I know it was disappointing because I'm like, oh, break this thing in for the Super Bowl. We got Chiefs versus 49ers. Let's go. You know, I can lay down on my new sofa, you so know, and, you and they delayed it a week. Man. You were so, what were you sitting on to watch sports? Were you sitting on like a wooden chair? I was, I was sitting chair? well. From my vantage point, I can see my TV from my kitchen table. So I was sitting at the kitchen table. You know, I was I had bought quite a bit of different snacks for the. Uh, you know, I got like cheese crackers, bought some chips. You know, the whole yeah. thing. Um, had spaghetti and meatballs for the main thing, but um, and uh, yeah, I was watching the game. But that's the thing. Like I would, I would bring a chair, one of the kitchen chairs, over, and I put it in front of the TV. You know, and then I would watch it, or if I wanted yeah. to stand, I'd walk over, or I'd sit down at the kitchen table. You know that, but it's yeah, I know it, it's if I had to wait a long time, like a long time, like I there was there was a time where I thought I I might blow up the air mattress and just put it in front of the TV, and I can lay down, and that could be my couch, yeah. like for the time until the actual one shows up. Boy, that stinks, man. I I I forgot oh. you didn't even have a sofa. It's like you had like no comfortable place to like sit. Hopping back to the hopping back to the XFL. I mean, that's the XFL opening week was you know me watching the DC Defenders on first game. Yeah, that was on that was that was the sofa breaking moment. Yeah, and I had man. gotten it. I had gotten it literally a couple hours before the game too, so it it really worked out. Wow. So, but now your place is finally furnished. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add on that that two week crunch? I think you kind of hit most of so, what you told me about, unless there was well, uh, I was. I was currently well at the time I was working at, at a grocery store. I was working at a cafe within the grocery store, and that was yep. something because that's something that that I you know I I respect all of my employers that I've ever worked for. Oh yeah, you got him. Um, you got him, man. You know I you know whether there would be some arguments that we would ever have or something or, or like I'd have a bad day or two at work or something. You know I always you know I always did my best to respect my bosses, and. Was the, that was the thing. I had only worked at this this grocery job because I had previously worked in a deli prior to that. I had worked there because that's what – I graduated college in May of 2018. 
by late July of 2018, I was, I got this job at a local deli. It's literally like a mile from my house. My mom had always gone in there and she, it was her idea. She's like, oh, you should go in there and see if they need someone, you know, to, you could get a job there, you know, just as a source of income while I'm looking for the career job, you know, the career breaking into job. And so, but anyway, long story short, I worked at this deli for like 15 months and, you know, there was just, you know, I, I finally made the decision that I kind of wanted to move on from that job and get a job. And so I went to, went from this deli near my house to this grocery store, sticking within the food business kind of, but the, the grocery industry, but then I got a job at this grocery store and I worked in the cafe. So I was, it was kind of cool. You know, I, I only ended up working there for like six weeks. Cause then I found out I got, to, you know, which is crazy. You know, life comes at you fast, it does, but man. I was, really I learned how to make, I mean, I learned how to make pizzas from scratch. I know. You I mean, it was literally that That's get, sick. The, get the, I mean, get the dough right out of the fridge. You know, we had the, we had this table got pulled it right out of the bag and you, you need the dough. You make you form it onto this, this thing. You make sure you, you spray Pam or whatever to make sure everything's uh, all set. But I was doing a ton of stuff. I was making whole pizzas for customers from scratch. I was making and I was cooking and seasoning rotisserie chickens. I made breakfast sandwiches and breakfast pizzas for the early morning rush. I got fish fries together on Fridays because we would do them Fridays and Wednesdays. So I was get I would get fish fry dinners for people. It, it, a ton of different things. You know, it was it was a cafe. They had different food. They had macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes. They would have like chicken dinners and stuff. I mean, they had the whole thing. You know, that the whole they had a variety of different things that you could do and, you know, wings, you know, there'd be pizza and wing dinners and stuff and just everything. And so I, I learned how to deep fry wings and sauce them and stuff. You, you know, they have the people who got the wings in the bowl with the sauces and they could do the little flip in the air. You got the wings flip in the air. I learned how to do that. <laughs> wow, man. It was, it, was, it was a cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I was able to, you know, that was the thing. I Six week boot camp. You know, yeah, basically, you know, and, and that, but that was the thing, but you know, getting back to my point, I, you know, I always respected my employers. I wanted to make sure that I gave a two week notice. And so I did the best that I could in regards to, and that was another reason why I tried to push it back, you know, and then, you know, I, I didn't want to keep pushing. So it was going to be two weeks from exactly when I found out I got the job. So, so you also I had told, to go to your regular job when you were, uh, when you're in the process of buying the car and getting the apartment. No, because I worked on the Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and Black Friday. That's when I found out I got the job. I celebrated Thanksgiving. I worked Black Friday, I think, in the afternoon, but my boss had off that day. I think he took a personal day or something, just, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, you know, he took some time off. So he wasn't there. And then I don't think he was there on the weekends. But I was able to talk. To, I ended up calling him, I think, because I just wasn't running into him during the day. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Be <laughs> when, like, I was, dude, I, when I was at the job. So I'm I called out. him and I, and, I, and I left my resignation letter too. But I told him what was going on and he understood the whole thing. And that Tuesday, so the, when, so the Tuesday after I found out, I, after Thanksgiving was my last day there. Okay. So, and so that, so that we, it was a quick process, you right. know, it, it was, 
So, but yeah, I, I wanted to make sure, you know, I, I did the best I could to try to get two weeks, you know, still give them a two week notice, but I didn't want to keep pushing my employer, you know, to keep, you know, moving the days they needed me right away. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and like, so you know, you're about and to start your career here. You got to kind of, I, you know, got to give my boss at the cafe, you know, complete credit for understanding, right. You know, it, it meant a lot that he out of your control and some, some things like people got to understand that things come up. It, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, man. Got him. Because and, and as he not... said, he goes, this is, as he said, he goes, no, oh, this isn't what you want to do. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I got to, you know, this is my, uh, this is my big, you know, the, the first break here. So yeah, man. Um, now kind of, tra so transitioning to kind of uh, that, the whole broadcast aspect of things, right? How did you kind of find out that you wanted to do this for a career and that you'd be willing to kind of do this really crazy move and and obviously you've told me you know off air that you love what you do and you're having a great time so far and you're learning a lot um but how did you kind of uh come to the conclusion that you know what i want to do this and i'm gonna do whatever it takes for me to get to that point oh now do you want to know like how how i eventually wanted to get like into like media yeah itself? yeah exactly so this kind of goes into like when I started loving sports too, because around and we're talking, this probably started in like 2007. So we're we're really rewinding back. Yeah. So 2007 in, Cleveland Cavaliers, dude, one of my favorite teams. The, but yeah, because <laughs> that team was so bad. It was just LeBron and a bunch of bunch of jabronis. <laughs> it was it, it was 2000. <laughs> 2006 2007 that was like the last time the buffalo sabers were like really good one of yeah, the top man. teams in the league <clears throat> and that was the team i give that team so much credit uh first of all i mean we weren't able to win the stanley cup but they you know they they came together as a team you know we had a couple top guys we had a few top guys but we had a lot of talent on that team the entire team was super talented we had guys on our third on the third line that probably could have been on, on the second line for most teams in the nhl like we were that stacked and it just the, the cards just fell that way that just it just ended up working out that way because a lot of the guys i think were homegrown from guys we drafted and stuff in the past but we following that team it was just super super exciting and I remember watching games and just being like, oh, it's, you know, it's super exciting. The back and forth action, you know, the skating back and forth. And, you know, people aren't really, you, a team could be up three goals, and but they're never out of the game, you know, because they could easily blow that three goal lead. You know, I loved the fast paced action that came with it and just like some cool ways that players could score goals. But the 06, 07 Sabres for me, were so good and it brought the community together. And I loved that aspect of like, it brought the whole city of Buffalo together. Like I went to playoff games and they were showing people out outside of the arena and they were down the street. I mean, there were thousands of people and it, it yeah, was just it, shots. Cause it Toronto brings, had, had a similar thing, you know, when it brings Toronto the community Raptors, together yeah. and it's just, it's so awesome. Yeah. Like the Raptors, you know, that the whole city, gathered together as one and, and, you know, helped, you know, push their team on that run that they went on, you know, to win that NBA championship, you know, it's just, and it's cool. Like there's something so spectacular about that. And, but that's, that's what got me into sports. Now, one thing that I found that I love doing was talking about it. 
I would love to talk about sports. Like my uncle used to play hockey. So I would talk to him about the Sabres or what was going on in the NHL. And I eventually, you know, I, I made friends with people, you know, in school or whatever. And it was the same thing. I always loved talking about hockey. And then eventually I got into football and, you know, I was able to get into other sports and I just gained this passion for talking about sports, giving you, uh, I know we were going to bring some Oswego stories into the mix. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, the, uh, later. But yeah, tell what you're going to say now. Well, this one, this relevant. one, this one does have to do with this, though. Right, because it's relevant. Um, yeah. Me, me, and uh, Dan Ryan's, who uh, is is a very awesome guy. He is. A, He's a legend. Chat, and, if Dan Ryan's is listening. Shout out to Dan Ryan's. He is a excellent guy. How's it going, man? Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, but we were roommates for like two years there and know, he, he, he was, he was the best roommate. I mean, you dude, all you guys do was watch sports. Roommate. It was amazing. <laughs> and that, that's the joke that I would tell people. Cause people would be like, Oh, what's Dan like as a roommate. And one thing that I would always say is sports center is on one of our TVs yeah, all the time. Cause he's, we both had TVs. Nice yeah. Oh, he's great. He, he's great. He is like the nicest person. Oh, easily, and, easily one of the nicest people. And I've ever met my entire life. I mean, he'll go out of his way to really help you out when you need it. And he did a lot for the TV station back in Oswego, too. He did. He, yeah, he, he did. He, he, he always volunteered and everything. He's great. Yeah. And, um, you know, and he, he was he's just he's a great person. He's a great friend. And he uh, yeah, he was a great roommate. So we one thing that Dan and I always love to do is we would go on through on walks around campus. And I don't know if I ever told you about these walks that we would do. Uh, actually, I'm sure you mentioned them before. It sounds familiar because we one thing that we did was we would we lived in either Seneca or uh, Kate. Actually, no, it was only Seneca when I was with him. But yeah. we we would leave Seneca and we would literally walk around the entire campus and walking around the entire campus would take us about an hour. Oh, yeah. And we would just talk. And there were days where it would be like a Friday or a Saturday where if we were down for a walk, we would we would go for two hours That's or sweet. longer. We would because we would go, we would go, we would walk half of campus and then go off campus and we would go downtown to where like there's the clubs and stuff like that. There's right. McDonald's. We would we would eat McDonald's at like one in the morning. <laughs> you, know, you know, those are great stories. I, I you know I miss I miss moments like that. You know, you know back in college. But we would go to McDonald's or whatever, or, you know, we would go wherever we would want to go. And then we would eventually, by the time we would get to like where the bridge would be, you know, where there, where there was like the, you know, the water and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Um, we would turn around and then we would come back and then we'd do the other half of campus. So we would be gone like two hours, like at the minimum when we would do that on the weekends. Yeah. It's but awesome. anyway, um, we were doing, um, there was one time that we did, a, I think it was an hour walk around campus and we were heading back to our dorm and we talked to this one guy he was i i think i was wearing i'm i was wearing some kind of hockey shirt and this this guy basically like made a comment about like the islanders or something like that and so like we were talking islanders and i mentioned i was a sabers fan so we talked a little sabers and we were just talking about hockey in general we literally the time flew by me, Dan, and this guy were talking for like, an, we ended up talking for like an hour, maybe a little over an hour with this guy. And he was just and a random dude. This is a random guy. <laughs> like, this is the first time I was meeting him. Wow. And I mean, and I remember in the time flew. Cause I remember me and Dan looking at each other after we were done. Like we were, we talked to that guy for like an hour, you know? <laughs> and, and I told Dan in the elevator on the way up to our dorm, I said, if I could do this for a living, 
I will never work a day in my life. And I know it's super cliche to say something like that, but it was true because that time flew by so much and I had so much fun oh, and, I, yeah. and it's, I'm so passionate. Like that's, it's such a passion of mine to talk about sports and like that, that if I could make money talking about sports in some capacity, that's, that's the dream for me. Like that's the dream job for me. And so the one thing that I learned in college was, you know, you, you got to get your foot in the door. You got to do other things that, you know, besides just being on air. Like I had my TV, you know, TV shows at WTOP 10 that I was on. I, but I, at the same time, I mean, I was always, you know, and I would be on the hockey night in Oswego broadcasts, but you there are. were also days, but there were also days where, you know, I was running audio or, you know, there were even days I, there were a couple of hockey games that I produced. You know, I, I, I was a producer for a couple games. Yeah, man, you did everything. You, know, you didn't just limit yourself to one thing. And I think that's, that's you, good well, advice that's, to take um, is that one thing that you do very well uh, that really not everyone does in life in general is that they kind of limit themselves to one thing. But uh, what's so awesome about, I think, how you are in the position you are now uh, is because you learned how to do so much different stuff when you were there and you took – advantage of all the opportunities that were given to you and you didn't say even though you did you were the an uh, anchor and um you know a, a reporter and a talent on the biggest games of the year you also said i'm gonna do technical positions as well because i need to know how to do that and i think that is great and i really wish and i hope more people do the same no matter what field they're in because you never know when you're gonna need to know how to do those things like you this are is pretty much right a now. this is this is pretty much a PSA for that. Yeah, PSA. And, and look, I, I know you're giving me credit for doing this, but I was guilty of not doing this when I first got to Oswego because my first year, which, I mean, I was at Oswego for three years because I, I was at a different college my freshman year. But when I went to Oswego my sophomore year, so you weren't there yet. I was not. No, I came, um, uh, I was in community college for three semesters and then graduated from there and then um, went to, yeah, went to Oswego. I just did on-air stuff, that that first thing, and that was something. But that was something that I didn't grasp in my mind because in my head I'm like, oh well, I want to be on air, you know, eventually. So let me just do on air. But you need, and that's something that I wish that if I could go back in time and tell myself anything, that is something that I would tell myself. You and that's if there's any current Oswego students that are listening to this, or, college or any current college students, yeah. yeah, or yeah, college people in general. Take advantage of the opportunities that you have. Don't wait because that was, I waited, you know, until I was a junior and more so senior year before I started doing like technical stuff, behind the scenes stuff, like running audio or doing teleprompter or, you know, technical directing. You know, I waited, I didn't, I kind of did some of the stuff, you know, I was a camera person, you know, I started doing this stuff junior year, but you can't wait that long. I mean, look, I mean, it, it worked out for me, but you need to, you need to make that leap, you know, don't be nervous about, oh, geez, well, I'm afraid. Cause that was something that always would go through my head. Like, oh, geez, you know, like, I hope, like, I don't, if, if I, if I look bad doing this or, you know, if I, if this goes wrong, you know, I don't want them to think, you know, like I want to give people a bad impression, you know, fight those urges, go for it. Right. Because, because the time to make mistakes makes such a difference. The time to oh, make yeah. mistakes is before you get to your career. Make mistakes Absolutely. when you're in college. Um, that goes for anything. Before, like you know, it's there's real consequences that 
can happen from it. Yeah, and and yeah, don't be afraid to make mistakes and take advantage of everything. Because if if there's if you want to be on air, you know, also go get off air experience because what's, what's the extra knowledge going to hurt? It's not going to hurt anything by you having, being able to be a TD or, um, you know, to, to, um, you know, you know, to, 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 to do these different, I'm trying to think of what was the position again with, when, uh, when we would cut to commercials, I'm trying to remember that was well, it MCO like, like, uh, you know, Matt, Tape operator, master control. Call guy. It. Was it was it called MCL? Well, we call it yeah, we call it the master control operator, but really it's just a you know playback operator. Yeah, yeah, oh, and even even replay. You know, you need you know it doesn't hurt to have all these experience things because when you have a resume and you're sending this to employers after you're out of college or even for internships when you're in college, you know, and that's another thing you need to take advantage of is internships. You know, take it, do as many internships as you possibly can, because it's all hands-on. And some of this is hands-on experience that looks good when you finally go for the job, because then you can say, hey, look, I've done this already. I did this in college. And that was something that was so great about having a student-run TV station on campus and a student-run radio station. You were able to get that hands-on experience. So when you graduate, I mean, this was the whole point of having these. But you you graduate and you can go and say, oh yeah, you need a you need a guy doing teleprompter. I did that, or you need a guy who could do replay highlights for for soccer games or something. Yeah, I did that when I was in college, or I did this at my internship. You know, you have all these different things, different knowledge based things that you can put on a resume. And so, when an employer looks at candidates and says, well, this guy has this, but I'm looking for this. You have every possible thing that you could have for experience where you make it impossible for them to deny you the position. Unless, of course, they have five people with the same qualifications, and then you have to only pick one. But you need to make things for those employers as hard as possible. Right. Yeah, and doing – For them exactly. to doing, say no. Doing stuff out of the classroom. <clears throat> Doing stuff on your own personal time, all those things definitely factor into you, um, you know, having a, a great chance to land that position. Like what, uh, like what happened to you in uh, in Virginia, dude? Internships are so crucial. Like I can't I can't stress that enough because I you know I, I feel like there's been some people who I've talked to in the past where it's like oh yeah you know I haven't done the internship yet thing yet you. You got to do it. Like, I mean, I was, I had two internships in between my, yeah, it was my, in between my sophomore year and junior year of college. And I tried to get another one in between junior and senior year. And I just, it, it didn't end up happening, but always try to get more experience. Always try to extend yourself. Try to, try to, you know, shoot for the stars, you know, go, go send your application in to, someone at a big network, you know, why not you, you know, yeah, throw think, your hat um, in the ring. Kind of going off that though. Um, one of the things that I say personally is, um, for, in terms of the whole internship thing is also look locally. Um, a lot of times like our school had internships that you could apply through the school and you're still getting real world experience doing, um, you know, working with the media department on campus or, you know, if you were going to be like, uh, you know, whatever, like, um, um, you know, like a research assistant for a science program or something like that. We have those and a lot of schools have those as well. So, 
um, you know, because it could be really hard finding uh, a big corporate large internship. And while, while I agree, absolutely, you should apply for them. Don't be discouraged if you don't get them because there's a lot of uh, opportunities locally w- within your school and maybe just around your neighborhood that you can um, apply for as well. Oh, of course. Um, you know, you know, I like I just like don't shy away from a big corporation, but definitely like definitely like just throw your head in all the rings. Yeah, exactly. Locally, nationally, like if, if if in your head, if you're debating whether or not you should send your application into a company, just do it. I mean, just, I mean, to, to, to quote Nike, just do it. Um, <laughs> we are not sponsored, know, by the way. From we are not, I was going to say that. We're not sponsored Although by we Nike. we are open to wanna... sponsors. We are currently not sponsored by them. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, yeah, yeah no, but, no, that's good advice, just, man. That's good advice. Just, just do it. Do, do as much as you possibly can because the more you can throw that you can slap on a resume, the better off you're going to be. Exactly. And the more comfortable you're going, and and honestly, the more comfortable you're going to be going into a job, because if you're going for, if you find that you, you know, first of all, you're getting that, you're getting, you're, you're dipping your toe in, in different aspects of the broadcasting side, both on and off air. And it's like, okay, well, I really like doing replay. Well, then you learn how to do replay. Maybe you find some replay internships or something like that. And, you know, when you when the time finally comes that you're able to get a job for replay, you can say, you know, first of all, you, you found out that you're passionate about doing replay. You found that out by doing these things, by dipping your toe in different aspects, scratching the surface, seeing what you, wow, you know, I really liked doing graphics or I really liked doing replay then you know what direction you want to go into. Then you go for the internships and then, you know, you gain all this experience where you can go to the company that you want to get hired for. And if you get that interview and they ask, well, why should you hire, why should we hire you? Where you can say, because I've done this before and I'm super passionate about it. And look at all of these, these replay examples that I've done, all these different jobs that I did, these internships that I did, the hands-on experience I got on campus and here are three references that i gained from my time doing these internships and from professors on campus or whoever you know whoever those references are and you're all set like obviously there's some factors you know other factors that could be in there why you don't get a job but you're making it a lot harder for them to turn you down that way right and then eventually someone won't and then the whole thing too is um that that we always that I always say, especially, is that um, not everyone can get something quickly, and don't be discouraged that you don't get something quickly because that's what I was telling you. Remember uh, when you were oh, kind yeah. of you were kind of getting a little down in the dumps, um, if you don't mind me saying, uh, and know, you're getting it, a little sad. True. But I I said Nate, I said you just got to keep going, dude. And it's like that for a lot of people I talk to. It's just like you know your skill set. I know you're talented. A lot of other people know you're talented. You can do this. Just give it time, and it will happen. Because what I always say is you have your whole life to work, and if you're out of school, you know, for even if it's a year, you know, think about it. You're – what would you be like? Let's just say average like 22, 23. You, you'll be working until you're 65, hopefully, but 70 plus. So, like, you have your whole life to work. And if you – Maybe you get your first job and you think you're going to like it, but you end up not and you want to change kind of directions of your career. That's totally fine. And that's so normal. Like 
um, you know, there's stuff that I have done for my job. I'm not going to get into it really, but um, part of what I did was they kind of set me up in trying different things to see what I like. And I, there are times where I fly out say, I don't like doing this. I'd much rather be doing this and say, okay, now we know where to kind of point you in the direction to do this instead of that. Um, so don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to be honest if you get a job and you say, you know what, I actually don't like doing this. I'd much rather do this. Is it possible to make that happen? And a lot of times they'll work with you to um, get that happen because they don't want someone who is just miserable coming in to work. No matter again, no matter what career path it's in, that's just so miserable to work and being like hating what they do because that just makes it you know harder to get stuff done because you have a guy who's complaining and moping around and it's just bad you know work practice. It's bad when you when you when you don't like what you do. Right. Because you, you got to love what you do because you're going to be doing it for a long time. Exactly. You got to want to be able to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to work, which is, it, and, you know, again, if you like it so much, it hopefully shouldn't feel like work. I mean, obviously there's days where it will, you know, just straight up there will days. But most of the time you should say, I'm excited to be doing this because you're spending, you know, eight plus hours um, a day. At these pla- at this place, and that's if you don't like that, that's really bad. That's really I, really bad. And 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 most there's a study that came out that I think only like thirty percent. Um, I don't know the whole study over the head, but it's like only thirty percent of like all Americans like what they do. And obviously, it's it's hard to find a job that you really like to do sometimes. And sometimes you're in a situation where it's hard to move on from it. But like when you're when you're getting out of school, you got to make sure that you really like what you do and you really um want to try to make it the best situation that it can be while you still have and, and sometimes and sometimes they can and sometimes they can take a little bit to figure out because like and there's you nothing said, wrong with that maybe, there's nothing maybe, wrong with taking the time to figure it out oh I, I absolutely i think it's i think it's you know i think it's it's great that you're that people are able to do this that that okay well i going graduating from college i thought i was going to be doing this and then it turns out, well, you know, I don't really like doing that. So I'm going to try to get into this. You know, I'm, I, you know, I mean, look, I just got this job. You know, I've only been down here for, you know, it'll be coming on three months now. But I've already kind of thought in my, you know, I've had the thought process start about, well, what do I want to do after this? Because there's different avenues that I can take. And it's something that I'm thinking about, but it's something that I don't know what I want to do yet. Because there are different things that that I you know I want to do. One thing that I haven't mentioned we, that hasn't been brought up on this episode yet. I also I technically have two jobs. The other job that I do is I am a beat writer for the Philadelphia Flyers on this website called the Hockey Writers, and like I that's another thing we talk about things you're passionate about and the cliche. Well, I never want to you know work another you know I. I wouldn't work a day in my life if I did this. I love writing these articles. I will work at, at the station during the week. And on my weekends, I will write, you know, I will write an article about the flyers. You know, there's a certain aspect of the team that I want to talk about. There's a certain player. If a player reaches a milestone, I want to talk about that. If there's a trade deadline acquisition, that was my most recent article that I wrote about. We talk about that. 
there's different avenues, there's different articles that I can write about, and I love talking about it. And I, I just, I love every aspect of writing one of those articles about the Flyers because, a, because it's about hockey, and I, and hockey is my favorite sport. But there's also the aspect I just have fun doing the entire thing because I will picking the article, finding, you know, coming up with article ideas. I, I'm excited when I do that. I'm excited to do research. You know, we we do different. I'm able to, you know, I, I do some research. I look up different articles that met, that go with the story and I provide them in there for some more context for the reader if they want to dive more into a separate topic. You know, it, the whole process is fun. You, you're, you pick out the pictures you want to include in the article. It's just, it's so much fun. And I've gotten a lot of, you know, I've gotten a lot of compliments on my articles. And I just, I just love doing them. And I love that I get, you know, and look, I get paid too. That's fun too. You know, who, who's not going to turn money down? <laughs> getting a paycheck but, is always fun, of course. That's, <laughs> you know, getting money to spend is always a great time. But, but yeah, I'm no, getting, exactly. I'm getting a few thousand people to read these articles. And that part is so like, like that part's cool too. That it's cool that I'm getting, like people are seeing them. It's getting, you know, eyes are getting on the pages. But the whole process of doing it is just so so exciting for me and there's it's i'm passionate about doing it and it, it's it's here we're, we're throwing cliches left and right on this podcast but it's um well i totally forgot the cliche <laughs> off the top of my head no cliche um, for you guys because they forgot it <laughs> no no i apparently yeah i forgot but um no but i just i have so much fun writing these and you know and like I, like I said, you know, that, that, that's the greatest satisfaction that I get out of it is just being able to, you know, be creative and, you know, okay, well, I want to write about the Flyers on this angle or I want to talk about this player and like I dive into their histories, you know, for maybe people who don't know their backgrounds and I just have so much fun telling different stories and, you know, there's some people who comment on Facebook, you know, about like different different parts of their side of it, you know, like as flyer fans, they'll read the articles on Facebook and they'll talk, they'll add their own personal comment. Like someone quoted Bill Parcells, I think in one of my first articles, you know, and I thought that was like the coolest thing. Like we're getting a Bill Parcells quote, even though it's a different sport. Um, you know, I just thought the whole thing was so cool, you know, and, and the entire process is cool, but getting back to the main point, if I'm able to like, I might potentially want to do a writing gig down the line. Like I might want to be a sports writer one day. Like obviously I went to school for broadcasting, but I might want to take a writing gig down the line. There's a possibility that I might want to change. I mean, it's still media, but I might want to change what I do from broadcasting, you know, doing the broadcasting thing, maybe the idea of being on air to maybe I do want to write, you know, for a newspaper or or, you know, who, who knows what the future holds? That's the thing. But, you know, you start even now that I've just accepted this job and I'm a few months in, I'm already thinking like, okay, well, do I want to do writing? Because I do like doing this flyers writing gig. You know, do I want to go further? You know, you, you gotta, I like both jobs. Don't get me wrong. I like both jobs that I do, but you know, and I'm hoping that these both can get me to that next step because it's a process of working your way up. But that's the thing, you know, you have all these different ideas in your head, 
because there's different avenues you can take to get to the next step of your career, the next stage. And it's, uh, okay, well, where do I want to go? And do I want to go the writing gig side? Do I want to go broadcasting still? Do I want to do radio? You know, I can throw radio in there. You know, who knows? You know, that's that's where the contemplation comes in. And, and that's going back to how me saying that I like that people get to pick because there are people that graduate and then they sour on what they majored in and they want to do something else. I think that's cool that, I mean, obviously you want to find what you want to do, but I think that's cool that, you know, people are able to, people are able to, you know, adapt and they're able to say, okay, well, I don't want this. So I'm going to go for this now that they have that time that they can switch what they want to do in their life. You know, as you said, life, you know, you've got all this time to work that if you can, you can change things up. I just think that's awesome that, that people are able to change their minds and have enough time to make that full transition and eventually do something that they're super passionate about. Me too, man. That was really, really, really well said. Um, and I don't think I could have said it any better. Um, as we get close to wrapping this up, um, you know, wrap it up in about like 10 minutes or so. Um, we do have some, I do want to end it on a couple funny stories, um, that I know you have from, um, you know, from our days in school, because we, yeah, obviously we hung out a lot together at school. And there's, so there's, many, there's, there's so, so many. many, they're all, they're all classic and they're all great. They're all classic. Uh, and, and again, they're all great. But, uh, one, I think one of the funniest stories we have to, we have to mention, um, is when our good buddy Rifkin <laughs> fell asleep during class and you wanted me to wake him up and I didn't. And <laughs> because, because remember you tap, so, uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say this story because now you know, you're exactly what I'm talking about. So we're in this one class, which we, we can't say, we cannot say, um, due to, you know, uh, we just don't want to say it. Okay. So we're in this one class and our, we're in the front row, keep in mind. We're in the front row. It's a pretty small class, maybe like 20 people or so. And our our friend um, had had trouble sleeping during school because, you know, the beds in school were crap. So um, he was getting – he was really tired, and this one class was super boring. So he would tend to fall asleep during class. <laughs> and there was one day where he fell asleep, and he was snoring really loud <laughs> – you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was snoring so loud, and the teacher kept looking at him and giving him this look, like, like, dude, what's going on? Like, and it was like really loud. It was like, it was like, <laughs> did this multiple times too, and multiple and... times, and you kept poking me, and you're like, dude, you wake him up, wake him up, and I said, like, dude, I'm nudge not... him, and I'm like, I'm not waking him up, and you looked at me, and you're like. Like, dude, wake him up. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not waking up, man. He's tired. Look at him. And he was just dead ass asleep. Because she would, because she would always, she would always talk when he was snoring. Like she was kind of doing her lesson, but and she would like talk to the class. And and I I swear I was waiting for one of those days to happen where because there were times where she would pause. Yeah. And like there'd just be a gap where nothing where it was like completely silent. And like but he would always wake up when that would happen. Like he would always pick his head up. I was waiting I for the one day because he would always snore while she was talking, and then there'd be silence and he would poke it. And he was I was waiting for the day 
where there would be the pause and then you would just hear the snore because you know that everyone, you know, like, because they would just be silence and all of a sudden you'd hear the snore, you know, and it's just, you know, I, and I wanted to do whatever I could to make sure that he wouldn't, you know, get caught snoring so in class, never, you no, especially... You literally, you know, especially got up. you know, if it was silent, <laughs> you got up out of your seat because I wouldn't do it, and you like hit him. You're like, you told him like, dude, wake up, and he was like, he like woke up in a shock. He was like, what, the, what the hell? Like, what just happened? And we had to tell him after class, like, dude, you fell asleep, and she was like, look at you, and he like just did not care. He was like, oh, okay, and, like, <laughs> uh, and he kept doing it, but you like, you he didn't. wasn't. I mean, he wasn't too fond of that class. The, I mean, no, that the was... best, the best though, like after he was just like, Nate, why did you wake me up? Why couldn't you be like Justin and let me sleep? And I'm like, yeah. And we like, we're, we were like, like jokingly, of course, but we were he like pretending to be mad at you because you woke him up trying to not get him in trouble. I just remember like doing work for that class and you, me and you, me and Rifkin would go up to the one, the one lounge up in Moreland Oh yeah, and it, the yeah. second floor, and and we would have. I think it'd be a Sunday too, because the the assignment would be due. I think that Monday. Yeah, we did it Sundays and, and Saturdays. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we would we would do it. We would hang out up there at the table. There wouldn't be like anybody around. We would throw like a football game on if it was a Sunday on TV, and we would be watching some football while we were doing homework. Yep. And I just I just remember there were certain days where I would just be like, Yeah, do you understand what's, <laughs> what we yeah. have to write about? And I'm like, Not you know, really. We, None of us really understood it, but. Um, different angles of it we're trying to like figure out yeah. but i just i i want to tell one more part involving that class because because well actually two parts because when we were studying for the final you recorded her classes i did yes because she let us record and her so classes. and so we went up to the moreland second floor lounge and we were all sitting there in the on like the the seats and the couches and stuff and so you were playing back the audio and he was falling yeah. asleep to the audio. He fell asleep when I started the recording because we didn't understand a certain topic. So I said, all right, guys, I because I had the surface. So I was like, all right, guys, it tells me um, when I took this note, when the audio clip was. I'm going to play it back. I started playing it back, and Rifkin, he fell asleep because of the recording. <laughs> he yeah, he fell asleep. And then, as look, soon as look, it started. I mean, if you fall asleep during class, I can kind of understand that. But dude, we're sitting in a lounge, like, like Watching just listening football. to the audio. I know. You oh know, and he goes, he <laughs> still falls asleep. You know, and um, and and you know, look, I I I did like the class. You know, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, I'm glad at least you liked it. I still remember. <laughs> I, I think not. it was that. I still because it was that. That was a fall semester. It was the fall semester. I had one more semester to go, and I just remember being on winter break and it was around the time that we found out our grades for this the the previous oh, semester in the fall out. yeah and you you checked rate my professor.com oh yes and you yes. sent me the review oh for my that. god I was, remember I, that i remember oh my god i remember god. hanging out i remember hanging out in the mall with my friends back home in buffalo we were at like a restaurant and you send me that and I just read – you sent me the screenshot. You could tell the story, but I just remember laughing like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Yeah, I got to look up – when when we finish the podcast, I have to look up that review and see it's still there because I forgot exactly what it said. But it no, was no, no, no. something – wasn't remember, someone, someone took it down. They oh, they took, took it down. down. I, I think – yeah, because you sure have a picture. That. I'm sure I have a picture. You do, oh, you do. You have a – you sent me the screenshot of it. You, did you save yeah, it? But you, did you did save you, it? Oh, oh, I I hope, dude. I hope I still have it. I'm sure I, I do. I I'll can look, look. Uh, after the episode. I'll check. 
but I, it I'll, was something I'll, along the lines like, like if you take this class, like prepare to be in hell or something like that. Like, so, oh no, 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 no. The classic line was was don't let the next victim be you. <laughs> don't let the next victim be you. <laughs> I'm just like, and I was just like, like, jeez, right. man, relax. Right. Like oh, this was a class. <laughs> you know, you made it sound like. Oh, oh the the hash slinging oh. slasher! Don't let the next victim be you. No, oh my it, was God, a, it was a class we took. Oh. You know, hold on, oh. let me look, cause cause I'm looking to make sure. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I had my phone off during the. Uh, yeah, I, I had my I phone off. Mine either. The... I had mine off too, but oh my god, yeah. We'll do uh, another no, it's episode not here. just on college stories. We'll bring in Rifkin, um, and we'll we'll do another uh, we'll do another episode because um, this one's getting pretty long. Uh, yeah. But there was a lot of great stuff in here, and um, I want to thank you so much, Nate, for coming on because I think a lot of people are going to learn something from this, and I think a lot of people are going to hear your story about the move and be like, wow, like that was really impressive. And if if some people are afraid to move um, you know, at, when they get their first job or going to school or whatever, but I think a lot of people are going to hear that story and be like, if that guy can move to like you know, hours away from home, um, you know, drive wise, uh, I can, I can do it and I can do anything. Oh, um, and, and it was, and it was tough too. I mean, that first, you know, I, I moved, we, we took, we packed everything and moved down, I think two days before I was going to start my job, you know, cause it, it, we, you know, we, the, the, the day before my job, we were going to look at apartments and, I just remember we, we had stopped to get fast food, I think, in Virginia, like at a McDonald's or something. And I just remember sitting at the table like, oh, my God, like, you know, like it's finally hitting me. And I'm getting like sad because like I'm leaving everybody in Buffalo. You know, I'm leaving behind family. I'm leaving behind friends. And you're not really leaving them behind. You know, I still I still talk to my friends and family like pretty much every day. Of you course, know, it's not it's like different, but it's it's different. And it's. You know, and I remember my parents being like, well, it's like college, but, you know, there, it, 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 and it is, but, you know, there's an aspect of it too, where it's like, yeah, well, there's, you know, but it, with college, there's a sort of, there's a sort of stability that's there with college that's not there when you're, you know, in an apartment and you have a job. And yes, you know, there's stability in the job, but outside of the job, there's not as much stability. You have to provide your own stability. And like, I, I had help with that. I had family, I had friends, you know, that, that helped make that. I mean, look, the first day I was down here by myself, my parents left and they went home. They took the seven hour drive back. And I literally, I called friends up. I called family up, you know, cause I was just, I felt like alone. Oh, you know, yeah. it was no, that classic. I did too. Too, it, I did too. Um, and it happened in college and it, it happened in college too, because when I, when, when I was at St. Bonaventure, my first year, um, I remember my parents leaving and me just sitting on my bed like, that's it? Like, what? Like, what's happening? <laughs> you know? Right. And, you know, and it's another level when you move. But I, I just want to say this before we wrap up. You know, it, it it's not – I mean, it wasn't all sunshines and – it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Like, there were days – and look, there's still days – where I'm homesick and I miss family and I miss friends that, that that's, that's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen every once in a while. I mean, look, I went, I went home two weekends ago and visited family and friends and literally I was there for like a day and then I took a flight back and literally that Sunday, like I'm in the, like, I remember like the second the cab dropped me off of my apartment and I walked into my apartment. I'm like, well, well that's over, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, like what the heck, you know? 
But um, so, and I felt homesick then, you know, right after I was home, you know, it was like, you get a little bit of a taste of being home again, and then it's gone, you know, and then you have to wait a few months, but it's, it gets easier and, you, yep. you know, it helps it, it I look again, I'm going to give credit to my parents and my family, you know, my aunt, you know, give credit to, you know, my aunt, because whenever like I'm having a bad day or something like she's my go-to, like I can call her and I can talk to her. And it's always great to have a person that you can talk to when you're having a bad day because it helps talking things out makes things feel you feel so much better when you're able to do that. You like have a person that you're able to talk to. And I have friends that 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 I'm their go-to person when they're going through stuff. And I love being that person for them. You know, I love helping making making I love helping people make like yeah, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> <So good, laughs> you the words. I'm trying to help people. F- like I love being able to help people feel better. I love being able to help them feel better. You know, and um, you know, it's the same way. And my aunt, you know, like if I have a bad day at work, you know, my aunt, you know, I can call my aunt up when I'm on break, you know, and and we'll talk for you know for a little while. And she's able to, you know, help me feel better about, you know, whatever I'm going through, whether it's, you know, it's at the job or, you know, it's something else that, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, here, but, you know, it, it's always cool to, to have someone like that to talk to and to help you get through those things. You know, she helped me deal with the emotional stages of going through this. So did my friends and so did my parents, you know, my parents and my aunts and just my family and friends in general, they helped me out so much, you know, my family with the move you know, and them, you know, and my friends helping me with the emotional stages of, you know, like, oh, geez, you know, maybe this was something. Yeah, not that it was a mistake, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like, oh, geez, you know, I'm in this new place. You know, my dad told me this, that you can only, your brain can only handle so much change at a time. Like, I think he said you can handle like, basically, like, I, he might have read this, but you can handle like two, two changes at a time. And anything, any more changes other than two of them, and your brain goes into overload. And that's what I was experiencing when I moved down here because I got a new car. I was getting a new apartment. I was starting a new job. That's already more than two right there. And that you don't, you have to deal with getting to work. You have to deal with meeting new people. You know, fortunately enough, I had a couple friends from high school that moved down here. So, um, and I've only hung out with them like once. But like with one of them once, but like there's still some familiarity there and you just do what you can. It's a learning process and you make friends at work and you're able to find out different restaurants to go to through friends and you do a little exploring on yourself. I did that today. I I ended up exploring a little bit of Alexandria, uh, Virginia, you know, and it's, you know, there were some neat, nice little old shops there and stuff, but you know, trying to reel it back in from the, the 10th tangent on this podcast. But um, yeah, just, um, you know, there are going to be days where you're homesick. There's days where you're going to miss family. There's days you're going to miss friends and you're going to have bad days. Um, but, you know, always, you know, A, if you could be that person for somebody else, that's, I, I think that's awesome. You know, and I try to be that for whoever needs it. And, you know, if you have a person like that, who's willing to you know, who's willing to be there for you and willing to talk to you through your problems, you know, take advantage of that. Don't feel like you, you got to keep that bottled up or anything like that. If you're going through something, you know, even just talking it out, like you, like it obviously helps finding a solution, but even if you're able to just talk it out, sometimes just airing your, your grievances sometimes 
is a weight off your shoulders in itself. And people shouldn't be afraid to do that. And to be able to just talk to somebody if they're going through any kind of issues or something like that. And then that's what I did. I'm not afraid to, to, uh, to, you know, to admit it or to, to do that. You know, my aunt's there for me and I talk to her, you know, my parents are there, but, uh, yeah. in my friends, you know, and so, um, you know, I want to give credit to my family for helping me move and for emotional support. Same thing with my friends with the emotional support and everything. And just, you know, everybody who, who supported me and helped me through this entire thing, because it was a year and a half process to get from graduation to this job. And then like, like we preached this entire podcast, this entire podcast, it was a two week move, you know, that's, you know, it's, there's a lot that's got to go on. And, you know, if I did this myself, you know, I would have been running around in circles like a chicken with its head cut off. You know, it's, you know, I, I would have been driving myself nuts, you know, I was able to have family and friends help me through this and I'm forever grateful for, for them being there for them always being there for me, but for them specifically being there with me through this lifestyle change. Well said, dude, well said. Cause I feel the same way. Um, when it comes to my move and my, um, even though my move wasn't nearly as crazy as yours, um, you know, I still moved to a different state as well. And, you know, still a lot, um, to handle as well, but, Nate, thank you for that final awesome note. That great piece of advice. I'm, I'm, one I more thing, I, okay. I don't want <laughs> to. Okay. I don't, okay. don't want to. Sorry, I know we. I know we're like way overboard. It's all right, know, dude. It's I, all but, right. Um, I also, I, uh, I want to do a shout out. I don't know if she's going to be listening to this podcast or not, but I have a dear friend of mine who, um, I'm praying for. Um, she, I found out that she's going through cancer, oh, and man, so sorry. um, so I'm. I'm praying for her like every day and like, I'm, I'm not going to say her name, but I'm, I'm, I don't know if she's going to be listening to this or not. I I'm, I'll be sure to, when this comes out to tell her about it. Um, but I want to, I'm not going to name her, but I, I just want, you know, I'm, I'm praying for you and I wanted to give, give her a shout out a little bit and, uh, that I'm praying for her and that, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that she's able to, uh, you know, she's very courageous. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that she's able to fight through this um, and beat cancer. You know. Yep, I so. hope so too, man. No, I don't want to end. I don't want to end this on a bad, nope, you know, nope. like a it's, sad it's note or anything, say, or on a more serious. It's something you had you know, to say. It's, and uh, I'm right there with you, man. Hopefully. So I'm I'm, I'm praying for her that she well. gets better. I hope the best as well, of course. Um, any other final <laughs> notes, Nate? Um, no, I think that's I think that's gonna do it. I mean, um. You know, I, I appreciate you again, having me on. I, it's, you know, it's an honor to be on your podcast podcast. And, you know, the fact that this was even the debut episode too, you know, the debut, the first yeah, episode, you know, I'm glad it. that I'm glad that I was able to, uh, to be the first guest on here. And, Absolutely. dude. And, Cause your story was so epic. I had to get you on for the first one. Cause the format thanks. of the show, as, as we move on and as we do more episodes and get more guests on, it will most likely change. I'm sure. But, uh, for this first episode, I wanted to have you really go in depth on your story, and that final bit of advice you gave at the end was. Uh, and by all fantastic. means, man, I, I think we really we we really knocked this one out of the park. I mean, we'll have the we'll have the people decide. We'll but, have the people decide. Um, I think this is a great episode. People are gonna learn something. Yeah, and, and, and by um, all means, by there's all definitely means, some good laughs to, here. When you want me to come on next time, uh, you mentioned um, you, me, and Rifkin. You know, dude, maybe we yep, can get that thing Furness, going. Dude, I, I want to get Furness on as well. Absolutely. He's we, down. we we, we, we need to have dude. a and we need to have an episode dedicated to just 
just college stories. Oh like my you god, said. We, we are, we are, because I get that request all the time. Actually, from people when I found out I did this podcast, they're like, "Are you going to talk about this story?" Because you know, the, I've told stories before to them, but like, "Are you going to recap this story? Are you going to recap th- that story?" So we are going to do an episode, and if it, it, it might have to be multiple parts if it goes on a long time. Yeah. Um, but it, yes, that'll we, be its own little saga because there are some legendary stories that we all have that need to be shared so nate moser thank you so much for coming on the episode dude and uh i wish nothing but the best to your your um friend battling cancer um as well as your family you. and um and your friends and all good health so everyone uh, yeah, and thank- sa- same to yeah. you same to you i appreciate uh, you, that dude your family and your friends as well uh i wish the best for you uh you your family and your friends as well thank you dude So, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the premiere episode of the Generation Zen podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Generation Zen underscore because someone took at Generation Zen and they haven't posted since 2010. So, uh, unfortunately, I had to add that you gotta buy You gotta buy that Twitter off of them or I know. Something. Like, I don't know how you are the official. You are the official Generation Zen now. I know, dude. Like, hopefully, we get the check mark soon. So. There's, a, there's, a, there's a 10-year drought there, okay? After 10 years, you need to forfeit that I Twitter know. account. After, yeah, there give, needs to be a Twitter law. I know. Give us the account after. Ah, so, anyway, we got – it's no, there's an underscore in there. Um, and we'll have all kinds of contact information in the description as well and thank you everyone so much for listening to the premiere episode of the Generation Zen podcast and we'll see you all in the next episode later folks Nate say bye see you later guys (laughs) okay bye bye